That's why time has come now. God's spring has come now to bring people, let them know through parents. Good morning, good morning, my dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까? This morning, I'm so exciting to see our beautiful MC, Rebecca. Really, so happy. And, and also to hear the you know, beautiful testimonies from here and there. And then, you know, recently when I focus on prayer, God gave me incredible hope and so much about revelation and inspiration. And God gave me really full of hope. So I feel now American movement, just now I'm saying that spring has come. Really, we, America, we can really can revive now. We go back to original point. You know, we can really reading divine principle and witnessing people, those who are attending the workshop, and we can pray for them. We totally united and as the brothers and sisters. Let's create a model church. Let's show such a great church, you know, are really present with us. That is our true mother's, uh, one of the greatest expectation to American movement. Today, I'd like to talk about True Parents Museum from True Mothers Anthology, book one again. So let's invite Heavenly Honey. Please read. True Parents Museum. <clears throat> the True Parents Museum should not stop at depicting only their lives and achievements, but should inspire a direction for the future. True Parents have carried out a diversity of providential tasks. I am designing a building people should not pass through absent-mindedly. Even if they have not lived at the same time as true parents, they should have the natural instinct to emulate true parents' lives and take part in proliferating their will. This is the concept I have for building the museum. Therefore, members as well as non-members should come and think, this was the purpose of my life, to meet true parents. Not just meet, but I should inherit true parents' will and resemble them. I should also love humankind and the world. There is no other way to change the hearts of everyone in the world. People will not be able to restrain themselves from repenting. I have longed for the day that both heaven and fallen humankind are liberated. I have hoped for heaven on earth and a world of happiness. True parents who have opened that path have come, and this was what their providential history was like. Yet, how come I am only coming here now after true father has ascended to the spirit world? That person will determine to uphold true mother's will for the rest of his life. Thus, the Chanji Sanhakwan needs to have a stage. I will make it into a cultural center where people can watch movies and see musical theater. On the second floor, there will be murals of some of the providential work true parents have done for the world, such as the Washington Monument Rally and the World Rally for Korean Freedom. Just like Michelangelo's paintings of the creation of Adam on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel in Rome, 
the museum will have vivid historical scenes painted on both walls. Then naturally, the main entrances will be on the southwest side. The third floor space will display True Parents live courses in murals and videos. There will also be a balcony. On the third floor balcony facing the square, I hope to spend quality time with our members while I am still alive. Thank you. True Mother's plan for True Parents Museum is an enormous scale beyond our imaginations. We really look forward to May of next year. As of now, the basic construction of the a framework of Chun Won Gung is completed already. I would like to ask for everyone's Jungsung and prayer for this. Mother really, really seriously, she's really putting her Jungsung effort so much. A living divine principle today, I'd like to talk again and the indirect dominion and the human portion of responsibility. Please. The realm of indirect dominion. During the growing period, all created beings grow by virtue of the autonomy and governance given by God's principle. God, the author of the principle, has regard only for the fruits of their growth, which are based on the principle. In this way, he governs all things indirectly. We call this growing period the realm of God's indirect dominion or the realm of dominion based on accomplishments through the principle. All things reach perfection after passing through the growing period by virtue of the autonomy and governance given by God's principle. Human beings, however, pass through the growing period and reach perfection by fulfilling their own portion of responsibility. In addition, to the guidance provided by the principle. We can deduce from God's commandment to Adam and Eve in Genesis 2.17 that the first human ancestors were responsible to believe in the word of God and not eat of the fruit. Whether or not they disobeyed God and fell depended not on God, but on themselves. God endowed human beings with a portion of responsibility for the following reason. By fulfilling their given portion of responsibility, with which even God does not interfere, human beings are meant to inherit the creative nature of God and participate in God's great work of creation. God intends human beings to earn ownership and become worthy to rule over the creation as creators in their own right, just as God governs over them as their creator. This is the principal difference between human beings and the rest of creation. So let's study Father Swat based on this content. The importance of the portion of responsibility. All the contradictions and all the historic tragedies in the entire universe spring from the lack of fulfillment of the human portion of responsibility. You must be aware of the importance of the portion of responsibility. You have your own opinions about the portion of responsibility. Some people even think 
that the portion of responsibility is just something that is taught in the principle and has nothing to do with themselves. They believe that they can live freely as they want. You must be aware that something great was revealed when Reverend Sum Young Moon discovered the words portion of responsibility. The entire universe depends on those words, portion of responsibility. Because of this, God is not free. The universe is not free. Even hell is not free yet. All the problems that society and history have been suffering are due to being fenced in by the portion of responsibility. Yes, thank you. You must be aware that, or aware that or something great was revealed when uh, Father Moon discovered what's portion of responsibility among what he discovered in the principle. In human history until now, no one knew that there was a human portion of responsibility in realizing God's purpose of creation. God has his own portion of responsibility. Human being also has his own portion of responsibility. This is a really, really incredible discovery. If we do not know the human portion of responsibility, we cannot solve all the contradictory facts and all the twists and turns of the misfortune in the course of history. As long as a human being have a portion of responsibility, human beings cannot live carelessly. They cannot live in indulgence just because they have freedom. This is because they have no freedom to deviate from the principle of from responsibility. My life, my destiny, and my universe are at stake depending on whether I fulfill my responsibility or not. If humans do not know their portion of responsibility, and neither, neither God nor the universe nor hell can be liberated. That's why. My brother says, this is really incredible. Without understanding human portion of responsibility, you know, we cannot understand anything. This is the one of the top secret. Human being has his portion of responsibility, even though God is almighty God, even though he's omnipotent God, he has his own portion of responsibility. So through fulfilling our portion of responsibility, we can take ownership as the owner of the old things. It is really great without paying the price, without fulfilling our portion of responsibility. We cannot gain, cannot obtain as the owner of the old things. It is really powerful. That's why my brothers and sisters, you know, even though God loves us, but we need to fulfill our portion of responsibility. Next content. Is the portion of responsibility easy if you are not fallen? Yes, it is easy. The portion of responsibility became difficult due to the misuse of love. You must be aware of the fact that all of creation has been destroyed and that the entire universe holds you responsible for that. You must realize that all human beings carry the cross of this portion of responsibility. 
You must hold fast to the condition that you will accomplish your portion of responsibility no matter what. The portion of responsibility has not died. The portion of responsibility and indemnity are the right side and the left side. You have forgotten that they are just like the right leg and the left leg. Without indemnity, there is no progress. Yes. If human beings had not fallen, would the portion or portion of responsibility be easy or difficult? So the father says it would never be a difficult. However, once human beings have fallen, it is the most difficult thing to restore them with the human portion of responsibility. We humans are all descendants of the fall. But once we fall due to false love, we have to pay the tenfold or twentyfold of effort and indemnity to restore it. In that sense, maintaining purity, this is one of the most important responsibilities under God's direct dominion, right? Maintaining purity is a matter of life or death in the human portion of responsibility. As long as I do not fulfill my responsibility, I need to know that all things accuse me. The universe questions me. All human beings, without exception, should know that they carry the cross of the portion of responsibility to bear the cross. Jesus said, you need to bear the, your own cross. What does it mean to bear the, the cross? To bear the cross means to fulfill the portion of responsibility. To say that you should carry your own cross means that you must fulfill your portion of responsibility by yourself. To carry others' crosses, crosses is to help others fulfill their portion of responsibility. Therefore, should have the condition to fulfilling your portion of responsibility, regardless of what is you know, sacrificed. You cannot transfer the responsibility, responsibility of one person to another person. You need to fulfill your own portion of responsibility. God cannot help you. Your father and mother, even though they love you so much, cannot help you. Your children cannot help you. Your friend cannot help you. Your portion of responsibility, your job to fulfill. Wow, this one is, you need to get driver license by yourself. Even though your father can help some part of how to drive, but when you drive, okay, you know, to get driver license, you need to put effort. This is your portion of responsibility. Nobody help your homework. I need to do my homework. My, what is my homework? To get the love license, to fulfill my own portion of responsibility, to become the owner of the all things, children of God. The portion of responsibility and indemnity are the right side and the left side. Human beings have a live having forgotten that those who are just like the right leg and the left leg. So today's youth ministry and one person's responsibility very much connect to today's uh, you know, uh, divine principle content as well. So let's start one person's responsibility. All beings are playing the role of beings as God created them. 
for the purpose of creation. Even a single machine cannot function without one extremely small accessory. Even huge trucks carrying loads cannot move if one small pot is missing or if it breaks down. The same is true of human physical functions. If one pot goes wrong, it gives a fatal blow to the whole. However, unlike machines, human beings of the heart are beings of the heart. What must be done for the human heart to function smoothly? Everyone needs to properly evoke their heart in order to fulfill their role as a true person. Humans can create joy and love only when their hearts are evoked, even in very small things. Yes. The original humans are beings of a heart. <clears throat> when people's hearts do not function smoothly, they become insensitive beings, sometimes like animals and other times like machines. Fallen men are always external and, uh, and the trigger of emotion is severe. So they always change and sometimes they seem like beings without any affection, no heart. Fallen men, no heart. Then what must we do make our heart will well up all the time? You need to think how to make our heart well up all the time, voluntarily, joyfully, and happily. It is by putting in all your devotion and jangsang and being sincere, even the smallest things. Those who are not sincere in even in the smallest things cannot evoke their heart. When Abraham was sacrificing the three offerings, not cutting the small dough became a big, 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 big mistake. God's work of restoration for 2,000 years was extended because it was considered a little dove and not divided. His descendants suffered 430 years of the slavery in Egypt because this small condition could not, you know, could not cut in the small dove. This really, can you imagine about that? Human beings do not lose their heart when they make mistakes in big things. It is when they make mistakes in regarding the smallest things as insignificant, even when doing the smallest of things, when they invest their heart and utmost sincerity, their hearts are evoked and they can create joy and love. That's why human beings always make, you know, based on small things. That's why if you just ignore because of these small things like Abraham, this dog, very small, you know, you know, no way to cut, no, no way to divide the two. My brother sensitive, human being always losing when we, when, when, you know, when, when make mistake in, not, not make mistake in big things. Make mistake in regarding the smallest things. That's why we have to really be careful, my brothers and sisters. Next.
Humans will not have strength if their hearts are not evoked. Not only that, but they can't do their part as a person of love. The activation of the heart begins when the subject and object become completely one. When the subject and the object form an inseparable relationship in the midst of the unity of I am you and you are me, the movement of the heart begins. Machines made by humans are also precise And you can really guess how precisely God created humans since they are the greatest being that God put his heart into. Think for a moment about how God created human beings as a second creator who has love and heart and has to rule over all things. Yes. Humans will not have a strength if their hearts are not evoked. You know, for the heart to well up, You must dig inward often. You must gradually enter the internal wall of the heart, the root of the human heart, to meet God. So whatever we do, need to go more deeper and deeper and deeper, more inside. Then you can find God. If the human mind keeps paying attention only to external things and is greedy, the mind becomes very empty. The activation of the heart begins when the subject and object become completely one. According to the law of give and take, if people don't give and receive very well, they will not have strength, my brothers and sisters. Activation of a heart is a, a triggered, triggered when you try to give first. When giving, you should give sincerely and forget. When you receive, you should receive with a grateful heart. And when you receive it, you have to have to the heart to repay it even more. If you give and receive very well like this, your heart will be activated all the time. How can my heart is always well served very well, become so active? Or when you need to have a heart to give and give and give and give and give. That's why one who truly living for the sake of others, and then my heart that start to comes out, really start to well up. This is really amazing. That's why. Any human being, no choice. You know, to operate my heart, you know, to activate my heart, you need to always serve others, give others, dig others first. That is really, you know, how to say, your heart really voluntarily, happily, joyfully always, you know, comes out. When, when we just give and receive as a formality, without any sincerity, we get tired on the way. Therefore, when you're giving and receiving, please be sure to give and receive through your heart, without using heart, without, without, without involving your heart. You know, we are human beings, no inspired at all. That's why we have to be a 
human being our heart we have to be a really heartistic person you know formation growth and completion stage completion stage the wall of heart where there is no heart connection there is no heartistic relationship everything just meaningless no significant at all my brother and sister because heart is much much deeper than love next just as a small part of a machine is absolutely necessary i can know that i am an indispensable being in front of the whole and should be considered necessary in the position i am in i cannot assert myself when i must think of the whole purpose in order to fulfill my responsibilities as a human being i cannot assert myself disregarding the whole since a person's life is a part of the universe he cannot assert himself you cannot set up yourself and go on the path of self assertion in the relationship with the whole just as all machines have an organic relationship my existence is for the whole purpose so if i can't fulfill my role i am useless yes in order for for a human to fulfill their portion of responsibility he have to have he have to first know how precious he is and have a clear idea idea of his own identity next you should always think about the whole purpose first we should live for the whole in a place where we always deny ourselves thinking that i exist for the purpose of the whole although i am a precious being my heart come out when i think of the whole purpose and live for others if you think of yourself first your heart will never come out if you always try to give first your heart will come out if you always think about the whole purpose first and try to live for the sake of other your heart will come out automatically if you try to give first and think for the whole you will have always spiritual strength but if you try to live only for your own self you become useless guy next human beings fall apart if they do not fulfill their role in front of the whole they will break away from themselves as the bible says that if the eye sins the eye must be plucked out or if the hand sins it must be cut off if you don't do your job you will be removed aren't those who can't give and receive in the world of heart are immediately alienated can't relate with others and receive judgment if we do not give and receive in the world of our families societies and nations today or in the world of the heart will we not be buried you will not be able to relate in this way the existence of a human being is not an existence that may or may not exist one human being is absolutely essential in relation to the whole thank you heavenly honey human beings fall apart if they do not fulfill their role in front of the whole they will break away from themselves 
If you do not give and receive well in, in the wall of a heart and live only for yourself, you will be immediately alienated and receive the judgment. In this way, the existence of the human being is not an existence that may or may not exist. All creation that God created on this earth were created because God absolutely needed them. God is an all-knowing and all-powerful being. God would never, 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 never create unnecessary beings. Once again, God would never create unnecessary beings. God created me. God created you means, do you think is this is, you know, you and me are unnecessary beings? No. God would never create unnecessary beings. You are an indispensable person. My brothers and sisters, for what reason would an omnipotent and wise God create unnecessary beings? To say that God created you means that you are absolutely necessary for God. Necessary for God. It is not something that simply exists or does not exist. It is said that God never creates a being that will lose. God is a clever guy. God is really God of the wisdom. When he creates something, everything is necessary, absolutely needed. God needs you absolutely. God needs me absolutely. My brothers and sisters, this is a very important point. You know you need to know that your own value, Almighty God, need you absolutely, absolutely necessary for God. How much do you appreciate your own value? If you know your own value, how God created me, Heavenly Father, create each, each item of all things and create in you and me, our children, our family. Do you think that they are unnecessary things? God is that kind of stupid God, that kind of foolish God. Do you think, do you think so? God is omnipotent God. God has really so much powerful God. God would never create unnecessary beings. No, you and me, we are absolutely necessary beings for God. Wow. <laughs> you need to think your own children, my brothers. You need to do each one. You need to imagine your, each one of your children. Do you need them or not? Unnecessary being or necessary being? Unnecessary beings or necessary beings? Absolutely necessary beings. Yet people ignore themselves, think that they are unnecessary beings, and so they are, you know, pessimistic, and some even commit suicide. Ask God, God, heavenly God, am I really an absolutely essential being to you? So, what would God, the parents, answer? You know, uh, should. Uh, uh, Sushi, sushi doll behavior. 
committing suicide is like a murderer who kills his own parent. Suicide causes permanent scars on one's parents. What's the purpose of God's creation? What's the purpose of the life? It exists to bring joy to others as an indispensable existence for everyone. You are an indispensable person for God. You are an indispensable for person for your spouse, for your children, for your parents, for your neighbor, for your nation, for everybody, my brother says. That is incredible value. In this sense, our human being is absolutely essential in relation to the whole. Are you, my brothers and sisters? You need to know your value, how much inspiring, how much powerful. Wow, God said, I am the really necessary, absolutely necessary being. about God? Do you think God is an unnecessary being? God is absolutely necessary being. If we have that kind of relationship between parent and child, between God and me, wow, so powerful. You can solve any problems. You can settle down any issues, my brothers and sisters. All right? So let's have a power. God loves me in such a way. We need to love God in such a way. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you, Dr. Young. Um, and now we'll have a living testimony. She is a YCLC director located in Los Angeles and recently doing amazing work with teaching young clergy. And she also has her own spiritual children. So if we can please welcome up with open hearts, Madoki Suchihara. Hi, good morning, everyone. Thank you, Dr. Young, for your message and also uh, uh, yeah, good morning, brothers and sisters. Uh, I hope you guys can see my screen. Um, I just wanted to share some pictures. Okay. So, yes, good morning. My name is Madoka Tsukihara, and I am from Los Angeles, California. And I am part of CARP and also have been coordinating YCLC locally in LA. So today I wanted to share our efforts in developing YCLC here. So in LA, uh, we have CART members who dedicate their Sundays and sometimes their weekdays to go church outreach together with the Koran mothers. And currently we have 38 members who go church outreach. And every Sunday we organize the teams and uh, make sure uh, we have the teams go to these churches that we have planned for that Sunday. And currently uh, we are planning for a June 25th Unity concert that will be held in the City of Refuge to support the reunification of North and South Korea and to evoke the unity in the body of Christ. And we believe that the unity in the Korean Peninsula begins with the unity in America. So in order to build this momentum and getting the pastors on board for this vision and purpose of the June 25th Unity concert, we held a youth summit for unity programs and we just recently had two of these programs held at the LA Family Church. So one was on April 23rd and the second program was on May 14th, which was just last Saturday. And with the theme of uniting the body of Christ. 
So generally, we had the student presentation, which was given by uh, Mikuni, who is also the assistant coordinator, and also myself. And then we would go into group discussions and had pastors uh, facilitate the group discussion. And also, uh, representative pastors would share what they discussed in their groups. And so it was an amazing and powerful program. And the student presentation actually had a really deep contents, which were based on the divine principle and true father's words. And I just wanted to share some of the contents we shared. Uh, during the first program, we actually conveyed how in its long history of Christianity, it has been divided by a denominationalism and been driven from its purpose of bringing the world together centered on Christ. So this division brought numerous conflicts and wars that persist to this day. For example, the Russian-Ukraine war, uh, behind it there are religious conflicts between the Orthodox Church. And this division of Christianity has taken toll on the youth of America and communism has been infiltrating the young people. So that is why we conveyed the need for Christianity uh, to unite together uh, in America. And also on the second program, we conveyed the history of Christianity and the need to uh, unite together. And we shared that if Christianity can unite uh, centered on God's will, we can build the kingdom of God through the spirit of revival, just how uh, we see here in the Azusa revival, which transcended race and denomination, uh, which also was started with prayer and it reached many people. So we conveyed all these uh, contents to the pastors and they were really able to receive the content well. And we had... Uh, an opportunity to go into discussions. Uh, the first program, we discussed what is the mission of Christianity. And in the second program, they discussed what role does American Christianity have in building the kingdom of God on earth? In particular, uh, what role do the youth have? And these are some of the representative pastors who shared on behalf of their team what they discussed. Uh, this was from the first program, and these were the pastors from the second program. And many people were actually engaged with the discussions that even though there was food on the table, they didn't touch the food because they were so engaged and um, really uh, wanted to share in dialogue of, uh, according to these discussion questions. And so um, yeah, it was a very powerful program. And in total, we had 13 pastors and ministers who came from our, our contacts on April 23rd and also 18 pastors and clergy who came to the second program on May 14th. And so in preparing this program, uh, we worked together with uh, Reverend Tengen and Naoko-san, um, ACLC, and consistently communicated to plan for this program. And we uh, offered our devotion and prayed every day for these pastors. And while I was preparing for the student presentation, I really felt um, the sorrow, uh, sorrowful heart of God, um, how he must have been really sorrowful to see this divided Christianity throughout the long history, but also reflected on what uh, Jennifer actually shared with us when she came back from Korea, uh, what True Mother mentioned, that we need to think how we can liberate True Father's heart. So I really felt that even though this program was a very small program, just held locally, but I really wanted to liberate your father's heart uh, when Christianity was not able to unite with him. So that's why I felt the need to convey God's heart and your father's words uh, to these pastors. So this is something I really wanted to offer to God and your parents or the team wanted to offer to God and your parents. 
So I believe this whole team had the same determination. And we felt that the spirit really guided us and opened the hearts of the people who were there. So many pastors committed to attending the June 25th Unity concert. And some said that they would bring their whole congregation. And I'm really grateful uh, for this experience that we were able to have and want to continue to invest our hearts and our mobilization efforts to prepare for the next programs and for the June 25th concert to really support your mother at this time. So thank you so much for allowing me to share uh, this morning. Wow, 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 wow. Beautiful, beautiful. Madoka Chichihara, thank you so much for your sharing. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, my brothers and sisters, Madoka, we look at our Madoka, how much beautiful she is. You know, she's going to have the engagement ceremony, commitment ceremony very soon. Please pray for her. Wow, beautiful. Thank you, Madoka.